Hello and welcome to Super Great Kids Stories, wise tales from around the world which will make you laugh and sometimes cry. Recommended for ages 5 to 105. I'm Kim and I love stories. Hello Super Great Kids and how are you? The story this week is from China. It's a how and why story about how the people of China say that their four main rivers came to be. Here are some fun facts about China. China is a huge country, almost as big as the United States. It includes the tallest mountain, Mount Everest, which is on the border between China and Nepal. And it's also home to the endangered giant panda. China was ruled for many years by emperors who were a bit like kings. Do you know, one emperor in the 7th century, that's a long time ago, had 94 workers called Icemen, whose job was simply to make him ice cream. Can you imagine? That is a lot of people making ice cream for one person. China has thousands of rivers, but four of the greatest rivers are the Yangtze, or Long River, which is the third longest river in the world, the Huanhua, or Yellow River, the Heilongjiang, or Black Dragon River, and the Guangzhou, or Pearl River, which is in the far south of China. And in our story today, there are four rivers, four dragons and one emperor. Before we begin our story, which is all about dragons, can you think of a good name for a dragon while we have a quick word with the grown-ups? Well, Super Great Kids, we have some exciting news. If you're a Super Great Kids story fan and you're in the UK this October, we're pleased to announce our first ever world premiere live show on Sunday the 9th of October 2022 at the Irish Cultural Centre in Hammersmith in London. You'll hear our super great storytellers, Toop, Kate Corkery and me, Kim, performing some of your favourite podcast stories, along with our live Super Great Kids Stories band. Tickets go on sale on the 5th of August, but if you're a Patreon or Apple subscriber, you can get early access to tickets from today. There'll be more details in your Patreon or Apple subscribers feed. That's the 9th of October 2022 at the Irish Cultural Centre in Hammersmith in London. We can't wait to meet you. Hello, super great kids. I'm back. Did you think of a fun name for your dragon? There's a lot of good dragon's names to be found in books. There's Smaug in The Hobbit, and there's Norbert, the Norwegian Ridgeback, in Harry Potter, and there's Toothless in How to Train Your Dragon, and of course there's Puff the Magic Dragon from the song, and no doubt many, many more. I wonder what you decided you'd call your dragon if you had a pet one. Hmm. I had a pet dragon for quite a long time, and I called him Herbert. The theme at the moment is monsters, giants, witches, ogres and trolls. 
The monsters in this story are dragons. Interestingly, in this story, the dragons are helpful and kind. In European tales like George and the Dragon, dragons are often fierce, fire-breathing, winged beasts who gobble people up. But in the Far East, countries like China, Korea and Japan, they're often kind creatures associated with water and good luck. Sort of happy monsters. And now for our dragon story. Are you sitting comfortably? Then I'll begin. Mouth open. Dragon, jump out. Long, long ago in China, there were no rivers and no lakes, only the Eastern Sea, which was the home to four dragons. Long dragon, yellow dragon, black dragon and pearl dragon. One day, the four dragons were playing a lovely game of hide-and-seek in the sky. They soared and dived. Soared and dived. Oh, come and have a look at this, the pearl dragon called out suddenly. Why, what is it? asked the other three dragons, peering down in the direction where the pearl dragon pointed with her long, curved talons. Down there, on earth, there were crowds of people putting out fruit and cakes and burning incense sticks, crying and pointing to the sky. Ah, they're praying, whispered the yellow dragon. Shh, black! Dragon, can you stop blowing fire so loudly? I can't hear what they're saying. The yellow dragon held out her huge scaly wings and swooped down gently towards the earth. Hiding in a patch of trees near the people so as not to scare them. An old woman was kneeling on the ground with a thin boy on her back and she murmured, Please, please, dear God in heaven, please send rain so we can give our children rice to eat. It was true. There had been no rain for a very long time. The crops were dry, the grass had turned yellow, and the earth was dusty and scratchy and cracked under the scorching hot sun. How hungry those people look! They're thin as noodles, said Pearl Dragon. They'll die if it doesn't rain soon. What can we do? The long dragon nodded. It's a problem. I know. Let's go and beg the Jade Emperor to send some rain down to Earth. Good idea, said the black dragon, who was always up for an adventure. Follow me in twos. And with that, he took a deep breath breathed out tongues of flickering flames. <laughs> Do be careful, Black Dragon, said Long Dragon. With the earth so parched, you could start a fire with those sparks and those poor people are suffering enough. OK, 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 said the Black Dragon rather remorsefully. I'll be really careful. And off he flew.
his three dragon friends followed closely and flew like sizzling arrows towards the Jade Emperor and his heavenly palace in the sky. Now, being in charge of all the world in heaven, earth and sea, the Jade Emperor was very powerful and always busy. Do you think he was pleased to see four dragons rushing in all out of breath with flames flicking out of their nostrils, eager to report the drought on earth? No, you're right. He was not pleased. In fact, he was just about to plump up a cloud and have a gentle nap. The last thing he wanted was to entertain four young dragons rushing in all hot and smelly and excited. Ha! Huh. Did I invite you here? I don't think so. Do you know who I am? No one visits the great or mighty Jade Emperor without an invitation. Why do you flap up here all fiery, fiery, sparky, sparky? You're supposed to be guarding the Eastern Sea, keeping cool and behaving yourselves. The long dragon stepped forward. Your Majesty. So sorry to disturb you, he said, bowing all the way to the ground with his enormous head practically tickling the emperor's toes. The people on earth are in trouble. There's no rain. No rain to feed the crops and fill the wells. No rain for the thirsty people to drink. The crops on earth are withering and shriveling and dying. Your Majesty, I beg of you. Send your beautiful, green, refreshing jade rain to help the thirsty people down on earth. And send it soon. How pleased the people will be. Yes, please, your majesty, begged the pearl dragon, batting her eyelashes and flicking her tail. Please, 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 can you help the people on earth and sprinkle down a little rain? OK, OK, OK said the Jade Emperor impatiently, batting them away with his fine fingers and longing for his nap. I'll send some rain tomorrow. Now, off you go. Ooh, thank you, thank you, your majestiness, said Pearl Dragon, and they all bowed together, trying very hard not to singe the Emperor's toes with their nostril flames. The four dragons flew excitedly back to their home in the caves by the sea. We did it! We did it! We did it! And they flapped their wings in excitement and did a little celebration dance, blowing out smoke circles as they whirled around. Aha! 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 Stronger than the rocks, hotter than the sun. We dragons don't stop till we get the job done. Stronger than the rocks, hotter than the sun. We dragons don't stop till we get the job done. And they swooped back to their caves to wait. For the rain. One day passed, two days passed, three days passed, four days passed, one week, ten days passed, and not a drop of rain came from the heavens down to the earth beneath. The sun shone hotter and hotter and hotter, and the people suffered more and more and more. The green grass turned brown, the lakes turned to puddles and fizzled away, and the people were so hungry. Some tried eating bark, some chewed on tree roots, 
and others were even resigned to eating the earth itself. Seeing all this, the four dragons felt very sad and a little bit cross. They knew that the Jade Emperor was being very selfish. He only thinks about himself. He's not giving a thought for the people who he's supposed to be protecting, said Pearl Dragon. It's so hot, I don't even feel like breathing out flames myself, said Black Dragon. What can we do? What can we do? asked Yellow Dragon. Well, said Long Dragon, puffing out little bits of orange flame. My mother always told me that if the emperor can't help you, then you have to help yourself. So maybe we can make rain ourselves to send to the people. Ding! I have an idea, said Pearl Dragon. Look at all this water all around us in the sea. Why don't we scoop it up and spray it into the sky where the clouds can gather it and purify it and send it down to the people as rain? Rah! Splendid idea, roared Black Dragon. We're big and strong. We can carry half the ocean if we have to. Let's do it, said Yellow Dragon. And they did their little dragon dance. Aha, 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 aha. Stronger than the rocks, hotter than the sun. We dragons don't stop till we get the job done. Stronger than the rocks, hotter than the sun. We dragons don't stop till we get the job done. The only thing is, said Long Dragon, what if the Emperor learns of us taking this into our own hands? He's not going to be happy. I don't care, said Pearl Dragon. The people need our help and we're here to serve them. Come on, don't just sit there chewing on bits of fire. We've got work to do to save the people. And with that, she swooped out across the sea. And she scooped up gallons of water in her large mouth and then headed skywards and sploosh! She squirted water into the pockets in the clouds and then back down to the sea to collect some more water. Black Dragon and Yellow Dragon and Long Dragon were not to be outdone. They too flew down to the sea, scooped up water in their mouths and then flew back into the sky where they sprayed all the water out. Sploosh! Soon, all four dragons were working away as a team. All afternoon, they zoomed up and down. Until before long, the seawater became rain, beautiful green rain gushing down from the sky upon the earth beneath. Yippee, 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 shouted all the people dancing in the rain on the earth below. The dragons have saved the day. Let's all shout hooray, they've scooped up the sea and sent down the rain. We'll never go hungry again. Ha ha, we'll never go hungry again. They splashed and they cried and they jumped for joy and they hugged each other in all that beautiful pouring rain. Even the weary rice plants sat up and clapped their leaves. 
and the dragons looked down onto the earth and they beamed and did their little dance. Aha, 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 aha. Stronger than rocks, hotter than the sun. We dragons don't stop till we get the job done. Stronger than rocks, hotter than the sun. We dragons don't stop till we get the job done. And that should be where the story ends. But I'm sorry to have to tell you that all the while the god of the sea had been watching those four dragons going up and down and up and down and he was angry that they'd taken water from his sea without permission. So he stomped off to the jade emperor and told tales on the four dragons. How dare the four dragons make rain without my permission, said the jade emperor. He was very, very angry and ordered his armies to arrest the four dragons. They were soon arrested and brought back to the heavenly palace. You have deliberately disobeyed me, said the jade emperor. He called upon the mountain gods. Go and fetch four mountains to place on top of these dragons and imprison them forever beneath so they can never escape. Now go, he commanded them. And if you hadn't seen it with your own eyes, you wouldn't believe it. The mountain gods used their magic to make four mountains fly through the air whistling in the wind as they came from all four corners of the earth. And with their long, windy fingers, they pressed the enormous mountains down upon the four dragons. But even though Pearl Dragon, Yellow Dragon, Long Dragon and Black Dragon were now imprisoned below the mountains, they never regretted what they'd done to help bring rain to the people. And, determined to keep on helping, they used their magic powers to change shape and turned themselves into four mighty rivers, which the people could use to water their crops. Rivers which flowed past high mountains and deep valleys and finally emptying into the sea. Splish, splash, splosh. And that is how China's four great rivers were formed. The Heilongjiang, which means the Black Dragon River in the north, and the Huanghua, or Yellow River in central China, the Yangtze or Long River further south and the Guangzhou or Pearl River in the far south of China. And to this day, dragons are believed by many people in China to have control over the water, rain and floods. And people who are clever, strong and good leaders are often compared to dragons. So, Sometimes when a child is born in China, people will say an old proverb to the new parents. I hope your child becomes a dragon. And that is where that story ends. Mouth open, story jump back in.
aren't dragons brilliant? I'd love to be able to spread my wings and fly like a dragon up into the sky. Wouldn't you? Do you think you would have given the people rain if you were one of the dragons in the story? Even though you knew that the Jade Emperor wouldn't like it and might punish you? Why don't you ask your grown-up what they'd do? Now, it's time for me to dig deep into my bag of happies and say some thank yous. First, I'd like to say a very big thank you to all our subscribers. You're helping us to keep making this podcast. So thanks very much. And hello to new Patreon subscribers, Garrett and Tina. And thanks too to Mum, Megan, and Asher, who is six, and Badu the dog in Kansas City, who support us on Apple Podcasts. And thanks to Kofi supporter Mims Pops, who says they're enjoying listening to the stories while they're on holiday. And to Andra and to Offer Lee for your donation. Thank you. Let us know if you're a subscriber or a Kofi donor and if you'd like a mention. And thanks to Manatee and Rocky Mac in the United States for your kind reviews on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to give a one-off donation of any amount on Ko-fi or subscribe to our podcast on Patreon and get bonus stories, early access and advert-free, then go to our website on supergreatkidsstories.com or to subscribe on Apple, go to Apple Podcasts. Now, you've all been drawing and sending just brilliant pictures of our stories to share on our Facebook page. So, Here's some thank yous to super great kids who've sent in pictures recently. Thanks to siblings Caetano, who is seven, and Luna, who is six, who are living in Brazil. Caetano, I love your drawing of the South American story, How the Snakes Got Their Poison. I particularly like the birds shouting, and the young brave warrior who is carrying his bag of night. And Luna, what a lovely picture of the story Pip and the Moon Rabbit. That's a favourite story of mine too. I particularly like Pip's long floppy ears and the small moon rabbit which you've drawn underneath a great big sky. Thanks very much for sharing these pictures. Amazing that you've been living in three cities since you started listening to our podcast. And Harper, who is seven, has drawn an imaginative picture of the Brazilian story The Snake Sister. Harper, there's something really magical about your drawing. I like the way that Snake Sister's dress is made from the night sky with all the stars upon it. It's a sad story, isn't it? I wonder if the Snake Sister ever managed to escape from the sea and get back to her sister. What do you think? And six-year-old Anna in Australia has drawn a considered picture of the Russian story about Baba Yaga the Witch. Anna, this is such a carefully drawn picture with great colouring. I love the yellow path leading all the way to Baba Yaga's hut on chicken legs. And Baba Yaga is hovering just near her home, shouting, Baba Yaga, Baba Yaga, It's all very thoughtful. I can tell you've listened carefully to the stories. I hope they don't stop you sleeping. And Cammy, who is nine, and Evie, who is six, from Sydney in Australia, have sent beautiful portraits of the white elephant. Such talent you both have. It's not easy to draw an elephant, and you've given him such personality. Evie, I love the little tuft of hair on his head and his big baby eyes. And Cammy, I really like your elephant's fine red saddle 
and the way you've given such attention to the water splashing out of his trunk. It's such a fun story, isn't it? And it makes me think about the importance of friends. Thank you for sharing these pictures. And Sister Sassy, who is six, and Molly, who is nine, from New Plymouth in New Zealand, have sent wonderful wow pictures of Baba Yaga the Russian witch. Sassy, I love your attention to detail. The hut with the patterned roof and Baba Yaga's long flowing hair with blood dripping out of her mouth. And Molly, such a fiery and imaginative portrait. It's very effective the way you've drawn most of it in black and grey so that the red eyes and the lightning bolt and blood dripping from her mouth, yikes, stand out even more. Thanks so much to both of you for sharing these. I wonder if you can tell your own version of a Baba Yaga story. And Dougie and his brother Bobby in Wanaka, New Zealand, listen to Super Great Kids stories on the way to school each day. Dougie has drawn a brilliant picture of the story, The Boy Who Used His Head. I love the way you've drawn the persimmon tree growing out of the boy's head and the winding road which goes past his house. Good writing too. It's a wacky story, isn't it? Can you imagine waking up with different types of fruit and vegetables growing out of your head? If you could have anything growing out of your head, what would you most like? Maybe a chocolate tree? Hmm. Or an ice cream tree? Thanks so much for sharing your picture. And over to Greece now to Melina, who is four. You've drawn a very imaginative story of Baba Yaga. I love the way you've got Baba Yaga swimming in the cold sea and that she has green hair and a purple dress and that she never dies. Such great details. You are a storyteller. Well done you for coming up with your very own story. I wonder if you've told it to a grown-up. Thanks for sharing it. And seven-year-old Elias has drawn the magic orange tree story from Haiti. This is just lovely, Elias. I like the way the girl is looking up at her tree with her arms stretched out. You can tell they really like each other. And the colours are just stunning. Well done, you, and thanks for sharing it. And eight-year-old Safia has been drawing up a storm. She sent several beautiful pictures. I love your stylish trees in the magic orange tree and the way you can see the roots and the branches and the ball of leaves and the fruits all at the same time. And in How the Birds Got Their Colours, I love all the birds which you've drawn, not only with different combinations of colours, but you've also given them different poses, looking up, looking down and looking across. You've already found your style at such a young age. Remarkable, Safia. Thank you. And Aru has sent not one, but two great pictures. One of Baba Yaga the Russian witch and Masha the clever, and one of the old woman from the stick woman story. I love your Baba Yaga house and the way you've drawn the chicken legs with stripes and the fact that Masha doesn't look at all afraid because she's got her hands on her hips and she's smiling her way through the challenge. And I really like the way you've given your stick woman a bun and glasses which give her a bit of character and make her look wise. Well done you. Thanks for sharing them. That's it for this week. If you'd like to see these pictures, they're all on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash stories. Thanks to all our subscribers for making this episode possible. Keep making up your versions of these stories and telling them to anyone who will listen. An exciting new theme next week. 
flappy, feathery, wondrous, fantastical birds. And more exciting news about our live show. I'll see you soon. This podcast was produced at Wardour Studios in London. 